1: One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. All right, everyone. This is Red Sox Beat. You all know that by now. If you click play, you probably realize it said Red Sox beat on the title. So welcome in. That loud, obnoxious noise is Jess moving around his microphone. Don't mind him. Um, Before we get on the show, don't remember, don't forget that uh, this show is, of course, brought to you by Lynda.com. Don't want, don't don't want you to forget. Lynda.com is a great, um, great feature, great, uh, great site. So go check them out. You can get a free 10 day trial to Lynda.com now using going to Lynda.com backslash clns. Get a free 10 day trial. Go on there. 4,500 courses on topics like web development, photography. Visual design and business as well as software training like Excel, WordPress, and Photoshop. All their courses are taught by experts and new, new courses are added to their site every week. So it was, uh, definitely uh, no lack of knowledge to be learned there on lynda.com. So go check them out. New partner for us. So definitely a good thing to check out. Um, yeah. Now that Jess has settled in. Right <laughs> Sorry about go. that. Jess <laughs> has <laughs> uh, been a good week. It's been an interesting week. Yeah, um, today was the first Monday I had been to work in. Four weeks. It's the first Monday I've been to work <laughs> ever. <laughs> no, yeah, well yeah, you just got hired last week, so True. um that being said, there's a lot to talk about since last Monday. Last last show we had. Um it's nice when things actually happen. Yeah, this is what happens when baseball season's a thing and not middle of the winter. And we right. actually can dig up something to talk about, whereas we have to scrape the bottom of a bleacher to find a piece of gum and that's about it. That's what we are doing during the off season. We're sh- now we're actually like me. we're scraping through. Now, <laughs> exa- now we're hitting now we're sitting behind the plate, ready to go, getting all the inside information. That's right. Not really. I don't have insider information. This is all opinionated. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not there yet. Wait, I thought I thought this was legit.
0: <laughs> legit
1: as it can be without having being a writer right. and having it. sources. I don't have sources. Do you have sources, Jess? No. I don't know. Do no. have Jess Thomas sources on this show? No, I don't got sources. That'd be sweet. I don't know, I don't know, you know how you know. do that. You want to write for a living, so you need to find sources. <laughs> no, we have, we have right. 14-year-olds for that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, again, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> um, all right, so big news today. We'll get off the top of it. We're going to get to Yankees, ALE's preview. We're getting off to that segment later in the show. We'll talk about a A-Rod. We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about, but we're going to start off with the big news because it's broke this morning. Uh, Yoan Mancata, the coveted 19-year-old Cuban prospect, middle infielder, is a second baseman, but won't be a second baseman here. Um, pick the Red Sox. Don't know why. Don't care. They got him. Um, $30 million bonus, signing bonus, and the Red Sox have to pay 100% of that in taxes to the league. So they're going to be paying, I think it was like 31.5 after everything was said, so they're going to have to pay like 62, basically, $62 million to the league to cover the taxes because they're... Bad, and they went over the uh, international luxury tax that they were afforded by the league. So – But it's worth it. $62 million for this kid who's going to supposedly be the next thing out of Cuba. Uh, If you've seen pictures online of him, I'm sure you have, he is jacked. Like, beyond belief, jacked. I I wouldn't be surprised if this kid's on steroids. He's juicing, he's doing something. But, hopefully, for, for all of you, us, and all of you people listening, I hope he's not. Because if not, that kid is just a freak. And, I mean, you've seen it, though, Jess. Every, everybody coming out of Cuba's huge. Puig's huge. Uh, Hebreu's huge. Um, Ruzny Castillo is pretty big, too, Cespedes as well. So big. Cespedes is huge. So, like, and this kid's probably bigger than all of them, except for Puig, because Puig's stupid. But <laughs> this kid's also only 19.
0: That's right.
1: But either way, moncada signed here. Uh, not, not official yet, but they expect they want him to be at spring training Tuesday or Wednesday, which is tomorrow. So, hopefully, it's done by the end of the night. Um, either way, it's I like the signing, I do, I think it's at this point it's the type of player where you can't really say no to him, if he's out there and you expect that kind of interest you go for it, and I, I think overall it's it's a great thing, and there's a bunch of things you can do with him later on the road but today's a good day in Red Sox Nation in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm really surprised it happened, I thought that the Yankees were going to get them because that was kind of the, the name that was linked to the Red Sox and Dodgers were kind of like oh maybe, but the Yankees were like I mean, he'd, he'd already worked out for the Yankees at least three times, and somehow the Red Sox nabbed him away for the Yankees. The Yankees said they made him a great offer, and it seemed like it was an offer that they even didn't even want to make. They wanted they wanted to, to offer him less, but somehow the Red Sox still got him, so I guess it's like the Cuba Red Sox now instead of the Boston Red Sox, because they, yeah. they have Moncada and Castillo. But yeah, I mean, I didn't know a whole lot about Moncada, but after reading a little bit of uh, information today is a switch hitter, first of all, which is awesome. Huge, huge, right? So between being a switch hitter, being a versatile guy who can play multiple positions, which is always good to have. Cause if you're locked into one position, then it won't work out so well if, if somebody's already there. And then he's, he's known as a five tool player apparently. So he's fast, he's powerful. I mean, I guess there's really nothing bad about it.
1: Yeah, no, th- I think you really can't say no to this. Um, I'm reading. I have ESPN story up on it, and this is up everywhere. But um, a national executive uh, told a bunch of people, which on this one it was Jay Krasnick of ESPN.com, um, said that Mankata is a younger Robinson Cano. He was compared to Robinson Cano only with better speed, more pos- positional versatility. Everything says this is a special kid. D- hearing that quote just gets me giddy. Just gets me excited for the next. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, Cano
0: has been one of the one of the be- better to best players in the league for the last five years or so. So
1: Yeah. So, th- if that's true and that pans out, that's awesome. And I expect him to not play second base. Um, he is a second baseman by trade. But, again, we have our little dirt dog there, so he's not going anywhere. Um, that was Dustin Pedroia for all of you who actually didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> but if you, if you don't know what I was talking about, shame on you. You shouldn't be listening because I, I think most people refer to Dustin Pedroia as a dirt dog at this point in his career. But, I think they, now they have a surplus of infielders. You have Dustin Pedroia there at second. Xander, who is the next coming of Christ, according to the Red Sox, at short. Pavel Zanaval obviously, just signed here at third. So where's this kid going to play?
0: Well, that's the question right now. Probably nowhere at the moment because he's going to play in the Myers for a while. I wouldn't be surprised if he played in the Myers for a couple of years. Maybe two. Maybe, you think maybe he would, right?
1: Three. Yeah, maybe uh, you You've got to think it's at least one, maybe two. I'm thinking at least um, two. Maybe three. One's a given. I think he has to be down there this year. Um, I also, I've read some stuff since I got home, and I, I, I'm i leaning towards the idea of him even starting in single A. Starting people, giving him a chance to kind of come into the States, mingle with people his own age. Yeah. They're not going to look like him because he's a freak, but at least he's going to be the same age as him, supposedly. Again, national waters, I don't trust things sometimes. But, hey, he's 19 on paper. So put people with put them his own age. Let him kind of adjust to being in the States. Adjust to being in major league systems, and then you could even pull them out of double A whenever you want and get them into Portland, get them up to Portland and playing up there. And then maybe have them at the Paw Sox by the end of the season if you really think so, and then next year get them a whole year with uh, the Paw Sox. You mean the Providence Sox? We're going to get to that. I'm going to call them the Paw Sox I know, now because they still that's are. That's not true. Okay, fine. But It is until the end of the year probably. Right. I don't think they're moving yet, right. so All we'll right. get to there. Get ahead of me there, Jess. Sorry, just, it just ahead felt me. weird to call him the Fossacks. <laughs> it does feel weird because I know it's coming. Um, but, yeah, so next year you have him in AAA for the entire season. We'll go with AAA, Yes yeah, make
0: It makes you feel a lot better.
1: We'll just go with AAA. Um, you have him in AAA for all of next year. Get him up, And then you could even potentially call him up middle of next year. But the thing is, again, where does he play if he comes up too early? If he comes up too early, there's a long jam. You have to call him up at the right time. That's why see, I'm not doubting this kid's going to be a great player, but you just got to have the, the timing's got to be right on this one.
0: That's why I see no point in, in rushing anything. I mean, he's 19, first of all. If he's in the mi- even if he's in the minors for for four years, say, which would probably be ridiculous, but say he's there for four years, he's still only 23. It's like you can do whatever you want. You can put him there as long as you want until a space becomes available until he feels comfortable. So it's really completely up to them. But I mean, obviously they would want to bring him up sooner rather than later just because of how much money they're going to be paying him, but. Yeah, in terms of like his age and the, where he would fare right now, there's no rush at all.
1: No, the nice thing is though is that his contract is cheaper because it is a minor league deal mm. because he's too young. To be have a major league contract because he hasn't played enough in the Cuban professional league to be considered old enough to be a pro. So he's going to get a minor league deal. That's why his bidding was only his signing bonus is only thirty one whatever million instead of hundred something million it could have been plus because this kid's good. He's top ten talent prospect wise. He probably wouldn't first pick overall in the in the prospect draft if he was in the draft because he's just that good. So you got, you kind of get lucky with him being so young and already being able to kind of tell. Realistically, what he, um, what he can bring to the table. Now, there's been a lot of speculation since the news broke about what he was going to do, where he would play. I, I honestly don't think, again, Jess, it's worth bringing him up too early, and you got to think this kid's being groomed to play third base. Because Pablo Sandoval, yeah, just signed here, and he signed officially through 2019. He's going to be on the roster through that time, but that dude's getting big. And we didn't talk about it because, like, Honestly, I thought thought about talking about it. I forgot about it because it doesn't matter. But he came in huge to spring training. He's a big guy. Uh, who knows how much longer he can play third base. Give him three, four years, he might be ready to make a shift to a DH or a first base position. I'm okay with letting, eventually, Mike Napoli go, moving Pablo Sandoval over, and letting this kid be the sh- third baseman of your future.
0: Well, yeah, definitely with, with Napoli. <laughs> Give it some time because he might have a big year after getting all his all his stuff right and getting to sleep apnea surgery and all that. So Yeah,
1: but in four years, though, where would he be in well, four right, years? The, so he's getting up there. So I was,
0: yeah, I was agreeing with you about how, how that would be down the line. But what you're saying makes perfect sense because Sandoval could easily move to a different position at some point. I don't necessarily think he'll need to because he's only 28, but he is a big dude, but hasn't really affected him much at all. So you're not going to be moving Bogarts because he's 22 years old and... Supposed to be really good, just like Moncada, so no need to do anything with him. And then Pedroia, I mean, yeah, he's 31, but how how long is he gonna play? It could still be quite a long time. It could be a lot longer than they're willing to wait to bring Moncada up. So third base really makes the most sense, unless you're gonna put him in the outfield, in which who knows? Because the outfield's log jam right now. Two three years down the line, who knows? But third base would be the most logical, thinking about when he could possibly be here, thinking about who's playing each position right now.
1: Now, third base seems the most logical just because of who's at third now, the holes you're going to have in three or four years when this kid's projected to be a, an everyday player in this lineup. I don't see him being an everyday player at least two years down the road, if not longer, like we've been talking about. But you never know with Dustin majority either. I mean, he could in four years when this kid wants to be an everyday player and should be an everyday player most likely, they might be ready to move on from Justin Pedroia. Who knows? Because, look, Kevin Euclid was here and didn't think anyone was going anywhere. And then, obviously, Bobby Valentine had a lot to do with that. So I'm not, this isn't a knock on this current situation the Red Sox have in the front office. But this this could be a situation where maybe he's groomed and then maybe takes over for Pedroia. Who knows? They might be thinking of Pedroia replacement because this kid's probably going to be better than Pedroia is. So... There's wow. a lot of options to don't, think about. Don't get too it. ahead of yourself yet. <laughs> okay, if you're comparing him to Robbie Cano, and and it actually pans out, then who knows? And yeah, know. by the time, think about it three three four years down the road, Pedroia is probably going to be what? I don't know how old Pedroia. 31. is. He's thirty-one. So thirty-five, thirty-four. This he could be ready to get move, The Red Sox could be ready to move on from Pedroia. Pedroia could be ready to be done playing baseball. See if Pedroia get, doesn't get hurt again. There's a lot of question marks.
0: Or, so, or, or. I never thought of this oh, until right Here now. Comes the or. Here comes the or. Or he could split time with Pedroia as Pedroia kind of winds down and Pedroia could teach him a bunch of stuff. What about that?
1: Good. Nice little mentor. I could, I'm could. i okay with that, too. Keep them both. That, that, both that, the that team. works out. Yeah. Keep them both. the team have Pedroia split time and do a little dual time there in second base, that'd be okay, too. Then you got to worry about the whole first base and whether or not... That all, there's a lot of variables you can't answer right now because that all depends on how pa- Pablo Sandoval ages with his weight. Uh whether Dustin Major stays healthy, what they're going to do with Mike Napoli when his contract's up. It's a lot of question marks.
0: It's like but all, all else co- to talk about.
1: <laughs> it really is. It's, it's hard to speculate, it really is because this kid's so good that the Red Sox couldn't pass up on this kid. He turns 20 in May. This kid's huge. Um, he hit 277 over two seasons in um in Cuba. That's um, I mean Cuba's not pitching mecca of the world but like 277 is still 277 and it was the it was cuba's it's cuba's top league he was in the uh syria national is that how you say it? oh yeah i think that's how you say it. yeah i think so um it's spelled n-a-c-i-o-n-a-l but i think it's still national um so it's 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 good quality baseball there's a lot of talent coming to that league Bruce Castillo came out of that league. Castillo never played with him once in an all-star game down there. Castillo thinks he's a five-tool player as much as he's seen out of him. This kid's hard to pass on, and I'm glad the Red Sox did it. And on top of it, it keeps the Reds, it keeps the Yankees from getting him because the Yankees need a second baseman and a shortstop of the future. They really need a shortstop of the future. They're looking to replace Jeter. Jeter's, this is the first year Jeter hasn't been in the Yankees uniform since I can even remember.
0: Well, yeah, you were like two years old.
1: <laughs> exactly. So now they're looking to replace this guy, and this was the prime target. And the Yankees ha- reportedly had three or four different workouts, and now all of a sudden this morning the Red Sox swoop in and actually sign the guy rather than just driving up the price for the Yankees.
0: Yeah, it was really surprising.
1: It was awesome. The Red Sox it re- was thirty-one million. The Yankees reportedly offered a twenty-five million dollar deal, and that w- apparently was too much. And they said they would reluctantly w- be willing to go to twenty-seven, and that was it. So the Red Sox outbid the Yankees to get the $30 million. and do you want to know who was a big part of bringing this guy to the Red Sox, Jess? Who? Louis Tian. Really? I just read this before the show started, yep. literally five minutes ago. Um, he was down there when Mankata had his workout for the Red Sox. Um, it was a private workout just for the Red Sox, and Louis Tian was there, who uh, is she's Cuban, he's from Cuba, and... He had breakfast with Louis Tion before the workout and all this stuff. So Louis Tion getting close to the young gun here. And I think that's a good sign. And he's probably going to be around the kid. He'll probably be a, a veteran mentor, despite, obviously, the players on the team. But that's a big thing for the Red Sox, having a guy like that go and talk to Mankata and convince him to come to the Sox.
0: Yeah, that's great. I I didn't know that. But, I mean, you're going to listen to Louis. He's a, he's a legend.
1: Legend who played for the Sox and... Is and he's from your he's from your country he's one of you so it's it's definitely something to, to be able to bank on now it's just a matter of obviously again just whether he develops or not and all this stuff but either way they get Mankata, and I'm very it's very exciting because now this also means you have a guy for the future and it also opens up a possibility of being a little more less hesitant to trade a top prospect say for Cole Hamels which is now even more on the table because you have this dude, and if Mookie Betts isn't going to be playing, say, this year, starting, or the year after, but this kid's projected to be up here in a couple years, you can fill the hole in right field with Shane Victorino for now, who is apparently the starting right fielder, according to John Farrell. You trade Mookie Betts, you get Cole Hamels, and now you have this kid in waiting instead of having to worry about who you would have to play the infield behind all these guys you have now playing. So, this is big because it doesn't just get you a good top player, top ten prospect, five tool player now for down the road, two or three years, whatever it may be. This also gives you a better opportunity to go get what you need realistically to compete this year even more, and that's a starting pitcher.
0: Yeah, I mean that was that was kind of the, the talk right as they got Moncada. was like, whoa, why do we need another hitter? What about pitching? Well, like you said, it could it could lead to that. I don't necessarily want to give anyone up because I'm not really that sold on Hamels, but. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it if they got him. So it definitely opens up a lot of doors, and it's exciting for the future.
1: Wait a second, Jess. You're telling me that if the Red Sox were able to get Cole Hamels for a package of prospects headlined by Cole Hamels, I mean headlined by Mookie Betts, you wouldn't do it?
0: I don't know, because I want to see what Betts does this year.
1: Say you throw in like, say it's like Mookie Betts, Chikini, and a couple, like a couple double A guys, you wouldn't for Cole Hamels, you wouldn't do that.
0: I probably would, but I'd definitely be hesitant because just look how fast Betts went through the minor league system and how good he was at each level. I don't know. I just
1: but he played like 50 games last year in games that didn't matter. So? And th- th- this is a big thing for me. Like there was no pressure on the kid, and obviously, like your point to that exactly is, so let's see what he can do before we just kind of give up right. on him. But if somebody wants to give you Cole Hamels for Mookie bets essentially, you do it but, because but you wouldn't do it for Swihart, right? No, because five because catchers are a lot harder to come by than outfielders.
0: I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna do it unless Swihart's involved.
1: Unfortunately, I think you're right, but for sake of arguing it, <laughs> Swihart, you don't give up because Swihart is that catcher. He's an offensive catcher who can call the game on the plate. He has a gun for an arm. He's if. You don't know what you really have in him yet, but you think you know, so you don't give that up because a catcher is a lot harder to come by than an outfielder. But we already, we already have a good catcher, though. Yeah, but he can't hit the ball.
0: I don't think he had enough time to see if he could hit He's the a ball. Bri-
1: I think Vasquez is a bridge guy to Swire.
0: Well, yeah, I know a lot of people think that, but I want to give him more of a chance, too.
1: I do, too. I, I'm not saying I don't like Vasquez. He played well last year. He came out and gunned guys out from the plate, to second base. I'm, but if he can't hit the ball and Swire comes out and takes a the spot, then see ya.
0: Yeah, but yeah.
1: Swihart you don't touch. Henry Owens you can trade. I don't care. If you want to do Mookie Betts and Henry Owens, do it. I don't care.
0: See that's the thing, I'd rather have Henry Owens, a tall lefty, just like Cole Hamels, a tall lefty, and have the one who's like ten years younger.
1: I yeah, I mean, I mean, a little. I'd be a little more reluctant to trade Henry Owens. I, I mean, if you if they could take that and keep Swihart, I'm all for it. But I'm less reluctant to just say buy Mookie Betts if you're going to give me Cole Hamels. You can that gives you that ace this year. I think the Red Sox can win the division with this rotation. Rick Porcello and Clay Buckle's top two in the rotation and go for it. They want to win a World Series. They need one more guy. And they could wait until July. But I think the longer they wait for Cole Hamels, that price is going to stay up and that they're going to be very hesitant to deal him. So there's a lot on the table. I think Moncada is a huge piece of being able to get Hamels. But I just think Hamels is a piece that you're going to see in a Red Sox uniform before the end of 2015. I
0: don't think we are. We'll, we'll you don't? On that. No, I don't think so. I don't. I. I don't. Know. I don't like the. I don't like the Phillies. They, they they go about their business strange. They always do weird stuff and pull to their players. So I wouldn't be surprised if he if he didn't go anywhere. Plus, I don't really want him. I don't know. I just I I've never really been a huge fan of his pitching. And even though I know he's had a pretty successful career, but I just I don't know. I guess I'm against it. And the whole off season, have said don't trade Foreman. So I might as well stick to it and keep saying
1: that, right? I guess you're sticking to your guns. I like it. You're probably wrong, but I'm going to let you stick to your guns. Hey, we'll find out later, and then we can whoever's <laughs> right can brag to the other
0: one.
1: <laughs> I'm okay with that. I like playing for bragging rights. Bragging rights are fun. Right, and we, um, we see each other every day, so there's a lot of bragging rights. Exactly. Bragging rights are great. Um, yeah, so... Again, Makata signed. It's a big deal. You're going to see him a couple of years down the road. It's a more Right now, it's more of an impact of a talking point to think of what it brings towards the ability to be able to trade other pieces away now that you are banking on him being a solid asset for his career. Um, that being said, you obviously have to worry about Mookie Betts and everything. Um, we're going to move on from this now, and I know you just wanted to talk about this, and I do too. The Mookie Betts-Shane Victorino drama, not really drama, but I'm calling it drama in right field because they're playing for the starting spot, essentially. But John Farrell came out and said Shane Victorino is the starting right fielder, is healthy, and all signs point to him being healthy right now. He got there, he got to camp a week early. He said he's never done that ever until this year. Um, He wanted to get there early and prove to the, the guys and his coaching staff that he's ready to go. I think that's Shane Victorino being scared more than anything. I think he sees Mookie Betts there and says, oh, I should show up early for once and show, oh, I've never done this before, but I'm doing it for you-, you guys to prove that I'm healthy. I think it's him trying to win a spot back more than thinking he's comfortable. I think John Farrell said that to shut him up. I think John Farrell w- knows that Mookie Betts isn't going to say a word. He's going to come in and do his job. Shane Victorino's been talking since the offseason, and he's still talking, and he got there and won't stop talking, and he's talking all the way through Fort Myers. John Farrell came out and named in the starting right fielder if he's healthy so that he thinks he doesn't have to talk anymore and there'll be a quiet spring training, and then he can come out and just l- evaluate both of them and figure it out. I think John Farrell said it just to shut him up.
0: Well, that's definitely a valid opinion, and it's certainly possible. It could definitely be possible, but I think Farrell does realize and think about how important Victorino was to the 2013 championship, so I think it might be partly that and partly what you said not sure about that but i think that he could be the starting right fielder but what i'd prefer it would be to have them kind of split time like i don't see any reason to have a specific starting right fielder play play whichever one of them is a better matchup against the specific pitcher and take it from there and and work it out that way i don't see that one needs to start five games out of seven or one needs to start seven games out of 7 start them both every other game, like switch off or whatever, I think that would be a better thing because then Victor maybe wouldn't get hurt, and Betts would get some more time to see if he's
1: good or not. Okay, Jess, I'm going to make you pick something here because that's a crock. Opening day, who's your starting (laughs) right fielder?
0: Um,
1: And give me an answer.
0: Man, I know you're going to say Betts.
1: I know you think it's Betts.
0: No, I don't necessarily think it's Betts. Oh, I want Victorino.
1: Oh, really? Oh, yeah.
0: That's right. You've been kind of down on Beth.
1: Well, because I want Mookie best to be traded. Well, right.
0: But we're assuming that he's here, right?
1: Okay. Assume he's here. Who's right. starting? Okay.
0: Um. Well, I'm going to go with Victorino just because he's earned it with this play in the past and deserves to have one more shot. Yeah.
1: There's one, there's one reason you're missing. What? And it's a big reason. What's that? It's the way John Farrell manages. He favors his veterans. Right. It's it's just what he does. He always has. He always will. And it's just the way he is. And that's why and, Shane Victorino is going to get it. And he hasn't been able. And that also speaks to John Farrell's player development, because he has, and he didn't. He couldn't develop players in Toronto. Hasn't been able to do it here. And all these guys who have supposedly have been top level prospects. And I'm going to get to this more in a second, because we're going to. I'm going to talk about the John Farrell extension and why I think that's stupid too. But John Farrell hasn't been able to develop players. He's been just relying on his veterans, and now he's going to have to d- player develop as well as play some veterans to stay competitive, to be in the Red Sox market and not lose his job, and it's – that's why Shane Victorino was going to play. It's a matter – if they're both here, he's going to get the nod because he's healthy, and John Farrell came out and said you don't lose a job to injury. And he's the guy, like you said, the sentimental value for being such a clutch player in that 2013 run and in the World Series, and then the fact that he's been in the league longer. He's not he's not a third year player. He's a veteran.
0: Okay, so my my question for you then is, why do you think that Farrell said that to shut him up if he is loyal to his
1: veterans? uh, Because he doesn't want to cause an issue or Shane Victorino doesn't want to keep yapping his mouth the entire time and trying to intimidate Mookie Betts. And I think as much as they could keep telling each other they're on the same page and they're loyal to each other and. Obviously, Shane is not going to come out in the media and say, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I, don't, I want Mookie Bets to fail. I'm starting. Like, he's not going to cause that drama. He's going to come out and say, like he has been, I, I'm here for the kid. I hope I root for him. Obviously, I want to play, but I'm here for the kid and, I'm, and I'll support whatever decision's made. But also, now he's been coming, and we've seen the reports. Yes, we've all seen them. It's Shane Victor's coming out and saying, I'm the starting right fielder. He came out and said in December, oh, yeah. I'm the starting right fielder. I'm this. I'm not, I'm not sitting on the bench, basically. And, but
0: I don't see that. And, and, see... and
1: that's going to happen all through spring training if he's not named the right field starting right fielder.
0: Well, I don't, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But I, I just don't get why starting matters so much. Okay, you start on the first day of the season. That's great. Well, Jackie Bradley Jr. started on the first day of the season and then spent most of the year in AAA. So what does it really matter The starting? That's why I say, like. He did but, not but, start.
1: To, he, Jackie Bradley did not no, start starting the actually. year before. Uh, right, I was going to say, that was Grady Sizemore, my friend. Right. That colossal of a mess. Yeah, see,
0: that didn't work either. So, like, does, is this starting, <laughs> does this, whoever starts the first game of the year, does that really matter? Not really.
1: No, but put, put put yourself in Victorino's shoes. You got hurt, you had such a great impact, and you couldn't stay healthy on the field. And now you come back, you feel healthy, and you're a guy who's done so much in your career, won two World Series, and now you have to worry about losing your spot to a third guy when you know your manager favors vets you know you're a starting right fielder and how would you feel if you got put on the bench
0: well yeah no you definitely want to play obviously but i don't i don't think he'd have a problem with playing some of the games but not all of them i don't see i don't see the problem with that
1: no he wants the joy of being the opening day right fielder
0: great so give it to him and then play them both (laughs) that's what i'm saying
1: I'm cool with that, but I think is going to get the nod. I think I don't think Mookie Betts is going to be here long. if he start. I think he'll start the season because it's, a, it's spring training already. I, I think at this point you're going to play it out, but I don't think Mookie Betts is here all year. I think at some point, whether it's Cole Hamels or not, you're trading for a starting pitcher, and you're going to push, because I'm assuming this team's not going to fall flat on their face again. Um, they brought in way too much talent, and they have way too much ability on this team to fall flat on their face again. Well,
0: I can guarantee you one um, thing. What? If Betts gets traded, there's going to be a boatload of unhappy people.
1: Oh, of course, and that's stupid, because it's all Red Sox Nation overreacting to what he did again in non-pressure games. All these games now starting in April and May, yeah, they don't mean much, but they do. And Mookie Betts didn't play last year before the season was awful. He got called up in June, and by then the season was over. Which is sad to say, but by June the season was over last year. We all knew it. They weren't climbing out of that hole. And they started playing him, and then he was fine and came out of nowhere because he had no pressure. He was making his major league debut, and he said, "Let's just have some fun with it." Now he's a pivotal role, and maybe hitting leadoff in a team that's trying to make the postseason and make a deep push. But this guy—it's it's pressure. I don't think he can handle it yet. I don't think—I don't think we can base what he's abil- his ability is based off fifty-something games he played last year for a third of the year under no pressure at all.
0: Well, yeah, I agree with that in one sense—that that it's not enough time to make a judgment. It's always unfortunate when when. I mean it seems like almost unfortunate when guys are so good to start kind of like Bogarts because then everyone expects too much and then then fall apart like he did. But what I was going to say was I don't think you can quite say no pressure in that situation. Playing the 50 games what, last What's
1: year. pressure? What's pressure? What is there pressure except for anything he put on himself?
0: Well, yeah, I think pressure is playing in the major leagues for the first time. I think that's pressure no matter if you're on the worst team or the best team. It's it's difficult you're in front of a ton of fans and it's. I, I think that's pressure, no matter what, no matter where standing is. So I don't, okay, I don't completely you know, buy that. You,
1: but you look at. If you look at, I'm pretty sure and this is off the top of my head because I do not have, I have his stats in front of me, and this could be completely wrong. I'm pretty sure he hit. He played pretty, pretty well, if not better, towards the end of the year in September when it really didn't matter. Um, if you want to look me up and just shoot me, go ahead, go for it, Jess. I'm all for it. <laughs> but um, I'm pretty sure he played better towards the end of the year and he looked obviously more confident at the end of the year because he had his time in the majors and he was got that pressure if you want to call it that out of his system but then now what? you got to have a whole new pressure of being an opening day right fielder if you get that job or being a guy who's going to hit lead off for a team that wants to contend for something so you have the pressure of getting on the base every time you get up to bat and all this stuff and it's just so much more pressure than what he had to deal with last year and everyone's sold that he can already handle it and I'm just not sold yet and I'm, I'm cool with I want him to be traded, I do, because I want Cole Hamels, but I'm all for testing it out and seeing where it goes, and then maybe getting someone else by the deadline, or maybe upping his value even more, and that the Phillies can't say no to packaging him, headlining him in a deal for Cole Hamels. I'm okay with that, too, because right now his value is in the middle. According to Red Sox Nation, his value is through the roof, but not in the rest of the baseball world, I don't think, and I think if he does right. play... And, and if you keep him and let him play and play out more and then he's, he's as good as everyone's making him out to be, then trade him and get even more value for him. And then you probably can convince Philly to take the contract and take Mookie Betts and just give us Cole Hamels. And so that's another side to it, which is I'm okay with. I just think is either way, I want him gone at some point because Cole Hamels needs to be here.
0: All right. Well, that's interesting. And I did look it up, and you are correct. Figured. He was much better. Than yeah. Yeah. That's he right. brought his average from 267 to 291 in September. So, yep,
1: that's right. That's what I thought. So you're correct about
0: that, and I also think you're correct that people are jumping on it too fast, but I think we're also both correct in the fact that we should give him more time and see if he can handle it.
1: I don't need to give him more time. I want him traded. So I, I need, to, a, I need I, to give I'm, him more time. <laughs> I, am, I am supporting the Red Sox if they choose to give him more time, which they clearly are because he was not gone yet. Right. So
0: wow, we have either we have way. A lot because, more, uh, we're having a lot more, like. Uh, discussion and disagreements than usual. This is fun.
1: This is not. This is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. This
0: is what this is what talk shows are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man. Let's
0: move on though. <laughs> side, note,
1: side note. I just scared. Side note. I just scared my dog. Oh, uh, sorry, dog. Yeah. I yelled when I yelled yes or something because you told me I was right. She she popped her head up and ran away.
0: <laughs> she's not. She's not into the exciting baseball talk.
1: No, I'm a terrible, terrible father.
0: Well, she'll get over it.
1: She will. She's a very skittish dog. She scares. She scares easily. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But love her to death. Um, you have to. Moving on from the pop talk about my dog. <laughs> much as I love her. Um, yeah. No. So John Farrell is claiming Shane Victorino will be the starting right fielder. Which question makes me question John Farrell? And before we do move on to John Farrell and his lovely, lovely contract extension, sarcasm there. Hint that catch that one. I got it. Uh, Friendly reminder, this show is of course brought to you by lynda.com. Go to lynda.com backslash CLNS to get your free 10 day trial. It's free. 10 days. No hook. Free. And we're going to give it to you. Just go sign up and you're going to free 10 day trial. 4,500 different courses, top experts, a bunch. Everything you can name of. Everything. New show, new uh, courses added every week. Let's go check it out. Um, again, this show is brought to you by lynda.com. Now, moving forward. John Trials Contract, man. So stupid. He's now signed through 2017, I believe. Yep, I'm right. Um, But the current contract he had had an option for next year, a team option. So why in the hell do you sign this guy who has had one winning season in his career as a manager, who has issues developing players, to an extension, when you have an option to pick up next year, and now it'd be harder to fire him if you have to, because if they come in the last, because if they didn't sign that contract extension, I'd be want I'd want him gone if they didn't do have a winning season this year. So they, and then if they if they did good this year and they had a successful year, which we're all expecting, then you pick up the option and then you figure out a contract extension later. They did this wrong. they they're, they're, he, he's he's probably a little underpaid. I think he should be paid a little more. I think he's like top ten in managers right now in terms of with the contract. I think he should be paid top five because of one, just the job itself. Being a Red Sox manager must suck. The, the territory that it comes with is just awful. And I can only imagine what it's like being the coach of the Red Sox because you have to deal with all the crap with the front office and Larry Lucchino on top of being a manager. Um, I'm pretty sure Ben Sherrington, I saw this earlier, came out and said that like when he was like defending him, he said um, managing the game between the first and ninth innings is only half the battle as a manager. And I'm like, okay, but it's a big part of it. That's what you're getting paid to do. Um, And he's not a great game manager either. So why are you giving them an extension? Why why is this happening? I like the guy, and I'm I'm okay for giving him a a year here and maybe picking up his extension, but why in the hell did they rush this?
0: Well, it seemed like they just wanted to get it out of the way and not have to worry about it at any other time, which I'm cool with. I mean, I don't...
1: But But out of the way might be the wrong decision because he's not that great of a manager.
0: Well, that's your that's your opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how good of a manager he is. It's, it's tough to tell because we haven't had a whole lot of time to 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 see. And obviously, winning a World Series in your first year is kind of a big shock, and no one expects that, which makes people think maybe you're better than you are. Or maybe maybe he is that good, but I don't know. I, I think he has a good presence. He's a good speaker. He's he's has he seems to be in control, and he seems so far to be handling. The pressure of of Boston, great. So I don't. I mean, he was pitching coach here for a number of years. So he's kind of he's kind of been in the Boston system for a while, and that's you're not going to find a whole lot of guys like that, <coughs> Bobby Valentine. So <laughs> well,
1: he's probably jo- Valentine's a joke.
0: So well, yeah, but we have him to compare to somebody who handled Boston horrifically, and Farrell certainly hasn't handled Boston horrifically. So I have no problem getting him in the deal, and I like to see him for a number of years. I I got no problem with him.
1: Bobby Valentine should never have been hired. Well, yeah, of Put course that not. Out there. Larry, Larry Lucchino screwed that up. Oh, definitely. Um, some young guys that were in the system under Viral's Watch. Middlebrooks, we all know that handed up. Uh, J.P. Aronsibia, who was pre-2011 baseball prospectus' number 38-ranked prospect overall. Don't even know where he is now. Uh, Kyle Drabeck was f- number 14-ranked in that prospect list. Don't know where he is now. Brett Lowry underwhelming career for what he was hyped up to be uh jan Gomes, number 14 ranked on that list as well uh he was tied 14 with Drebeck i believe and he failed miserably he has an issue developing players i don't know what it is i don't know if it's all on him but everywhere he, that's between here in toronto and he just hasn't been able to succeed um his in-game management isn't great to me. There was one instance that always sticks with me. Uh, game three of the World Series, uh, I remember Workman came to the plate and, to hit in the top of the ninth inning when it was a 4-4 game and they could have just pushed for the game and then put Koji in. And it's stuff like that. It's little things that if we notice it as fans and as spectators and as radio people, how does he not notice it? And it's just, it's it's kind of little reoccurring things like that. And now obviously I'm I'm against his decisions to be completely set on um major league players and veterans. Uh Stephen Drew is the big one in my opinion, when he, he was the one who vows for him to come back because he wanted to not give up on last season and push when clearly it was over and he still wanted Steven Drew. Um, it's just little things like that. I'm not completely against him. I'm not. Like I I just think the contract extension was terrible time because they didn't need to do it. And I think it was the reasoning, in my opinion, for what I get from it, is they they simply wanted to just get it out of the way. Like you said, Jess, I think they just wanted to not have to deal with it. I don't think they wanted, for some reason, I don't think they wanted their players to be playing for a lame duck manager. And I, I, I don't get why someone can't play for a lame duck manager. Either way, he's managing your team. But I think it was to give the player some confidence that he's your guy. And I don't know what the reaction to his him is in the locker room. I think, I think they all like him. I haven't, we haven't heard anything otherwise. And I think he can hit, I think he's a player's manager. That's why he works with, well, so well with Terry Francona on his staff, because he was the same kind of manager. So it's a matter of, one, how much we, maybe he'll let it get out of control, maybe he won't. And two, just, can, he hand, can he just get his, get his in-game decisions better? And I just don't think he's proved himself enough to earn his contract extension. I the Red Sox kind of more or less just handed it to him.
0: Yeah, they they did, but I I don't know. I'm fine with it. I don't really have a lot to say. I I like him. I've liked him since he's been here, and I I don't see any reason not to do it. But I see what you're saying that maybe he doesn't necessarily deserve it yet. But I didn't specifically notice the in-game things as much. I don't know. They they won a World Series, so he had to do something right.
1: Mm-hmm. I do I do respect though when he came out and talked about it. He said this is a very special place. To be here for at least a number of years that are in place, we don't take for granted one moment what the expectations are and how we have to deliver on those expectations. He's accountable. He, I, I like it. I do. I and we know he's like that and he's accountable and he understands he's not just getting. He shouldn't just be handed this. He needs to work for his expectations and he knows that regardless of the conversation and the contract extension, his contract could be he could be fired basically if he doesn't lead up to expectations the next couple of years. So he is accountable. And I do, I do like that. And you could
0: tell last yeah. year was like killing him too.
1: Oh yeah, you know, you know it was. Just listening to his post game presses and all that stuff. You know, it just he wanted, he was killing him to suck that badly, and he hated it. And that's how he was in Toronto too. He hated being that bad in Toronto, especially where Toronto had good teams. And the, like, the curse of Toronto is they just can't finish. Right. Um. So and he kind of got fell in that trap. But either way, he he's only he had the one winning season he has. He won the World Series. So that's crazy. I do want to pump the brakes on him, but I obviously respect his decision and. I expect the team's decision to keep him through that year. Obviously, they can fire him whenever they want, if they really want to. But um, He has a lot to, on his plate. He has a lot to worry about. Um, that's for sure. And who knows what they're going to be doing. Um, a lot of people are projected lineup for the Red Sox. And this is all, obviously, on Farrell's decisions. Have Victorino hit and lead off. Mookie Betts' situation, if they have them both, he has a lot on his plate. I get it. But I think he has to earn it before he gets paid. But, obviously, my, my opinion means... Crap because he got paid already. So, um, either way, uh, that's my opinion. I, I know a lot of people don't really agree with it. Some people do because they look at the records of him as a major league career, as, as a manager. I think people just kind of get stuck behind he was part of Tito's staff and all this stuff. So, uh, leave it what it is. I just think overall he doesn't deserve it yet. Yet is the key word there. Well, I think he's not going to earn it. He just hasn't earned it yet. Yeah,
0: no, that's totally fair. I'm I'm really interested to see how. How they deal with the Alan Craig situation, though, because you're talking about your veterans and how he likes to play the veterans, so what are they going to do with him? That's a big question for me.
1: Yeah, that's a big question. Um, we'll have to wait and
0: see. i, I trade him. <laughs> I don't see any need for him. I would love for him to come back and be what he was before, but I don't know how you can trust that he's going to do that, and he just didn't really seem to enjoy himself here, and I don't know. i I'd, I I'd, I'd say
1: get rid of him. If you can get something for him, I'll for it. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so he has a lot on his plate. Uh, obviously, Mankato was signed today. It's not really his jurisdiction, but he it's something to worry about. Um, Mankato's probably, again, Mankato's gonna be down in minors, but, uh, speaking of the minors, that's what I wanna to get to. Um, Paw Sox were sold today.
0: Yeah.
1: Second Red Sox are moving to Providence. Uh, they were sold for $20 million. It was to a group led by, of course, Larry laquino <laughs> Um, and the team will be moved to Providence. Um, they have been in Pawtucket since the 70s, I think, like early 70s, 70s, 70, wow. I think 73 was their first season at McCoy.
0: No, it was that long.
1: Yeah, they've been there for a while, and that's why I think there are a lot of people in Pawtucket who are upset about this. I mean, think about it. Who, who's going to go to Pawtucket now if they're not there? Right. That's what – they made that town. Um, the mayor said – mayor of Pawtucket came out and – I think he was the mayor, probably. Um, yeah, Donald Graven said that um, until Sunday night, everyone – they expected that any ownership deal was going to keep them in Pawtucket, and then today they found out that they were, they saw plans for it, and they were no longer involved. So, this is a recent thing changed to be moved to Providence. They want, um, they want to be able to have a, a stadium centralized. Obviously, Providence is more populated. They have the Dunkin' Donut, Donut Center with the Providence Bruins are already down there, so they're going to, I don't know what, they're, they're going to now become the Providence Red Sox, I guess, the Pro Sox. The
0: Pro Sox.
1: I guess we're going to call them the Pro Sounds Sox now. they got to come up with something, man.
0: The Pro Sox.
1: Because the Paw Sox are so catchy. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, 1973, right here in front of my face. Red Sox have been there since 1973. And, uh, the former owner died in 2010, so that's why they've been trying to sell it. But $20 million isn't terrible for them. Uh, they obviously, We obviously know the Paw socks have been huge for developing players for so the Red Sox and they can see they hope to continue that they just want to move to um they want to move to providence from Pawtucket. um mccoy stadium isn't i've never been there personally I haven't either um i've heard it's a pretty nice experience but it, need, it would need an upgrading and they just feel like they want to build a whole new stadium instead so all for it I, I heard made potentially on a waterfront down there in providence so um i'll have to wait and see where they put it i don't think this involves this year i think this is going to be a next year thing i think this is going to be their last. i don't know if they're I don't think they could move anytime soon. because I don't think the stadium's even built yet, so um, I, I, there's no update on when they'd be moving. But latest on that is they are sold and they are moving to Providence. So this might be your last chance to go to McCoy Stadium this year. If you really want to, I'd get on it. I'd go for it. I'm sure, a lot of people because will. Because they're not gonna, they're, they're not going to be there after this year. Sorry. Um, good chance to see also the pitch clock rules getting put into place at McCoy this year in AAA and Double A. So. Another reason to go out there and check. Plus, you never know. You might see Moncada later in the year. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. um, You might go see some steroids in action.
0: Um, (laughs) You're really really stuck in the steroids. I just don't get
1: how you can be that big at 19.
0: I don't know. You work out a lot. I'm I'm certainly not.
1: He he has to work out like 24-7. I'm puny and I'm 23. Yeah, I mean, we're not baseball players. (laughs) No, I I, I used to be. Or Reuters. We saw how well that went. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um... We're gonna move on here because that's all I want. I just want to bring that up and talk about it. Not really much of an opinion to have on that. Yeah, I, really have I, think, I think I don't. I don't think they should be moving. But that's about all I can say. Um, we want to move on. Do a little back to our ALEs preview segment, oh, yeah. but we're gonna lead into that with a little A Rod talk. Ugh. Kind of works well together. I know you don't want to do it, but well, we it's gonna to link to it's gonna to link to our topic of the, it's previewing the damn team. So we're gonna talk about it. Um, A-Rod reported to camp today. For some reason, ESPN decided to put a stupid studio out there and make it breaking news that he walked onto the field.
0: Uh, Maybe we enjoyed that one.
1: Yeah, no, that was was hilarious. Um, Why that's breaking news is beyond me. Um, He was there. He was taking ground balls. He was playing baseball for the first time in the year. Whoop-de-doo. Still a cheater. Still getting paid way too much money for his services, and who knows where he's even going to be playing. Um, He was taking ground balls at shortstop today. Breaking news, if you haven't seen it. Um, So he could potentially be the shortstop for the Yankees this year. Breaking news, Uh, he took (laughs) zero. Breaking news, he's cheated, and he doesn't deserve any of the money. Breaking news, we all don't like him. (laughs) Breaking news, A-Rod's a douche. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's a big deal because he obviously hasn't been there in a year, and he's trying to get back to normalcy. He already said he's going to have to earn his playing time in a press conference he had the other day down there. Definitely. I'm glad he said that. I'm glad he came out and said that because a Rock does have to earn his playing time. He's not going to come back and walk on and be the guy he was before. He's probably going to barely hit 20 home runs this year. And he's probably going to end up being the DH for this team.
0: Yeah, I, I don't even think he'll hit 20 home runs. But, yeah, it was just, it's just too much drama. Like, oh, breaking news this, breaking news that. Like, that's great. He got there. He stood in the field. whoop do, doo Who cares? He's going to do what he's going to do. Everyone's going to freak out about it. I am excited when he actually plays the game, but for now, like, who cares?
1: Could you imagine if he played shortstop this year? That'd be funny, wouldn't it? He wouldn't be able like, to have his own way. How could they go from Jeter to Rod at shortstop? I just think he's too. And on paper, without all this stuff happening, that sounds like a great transition. But when you have D.D. Uh, Gregorius, is that his last name? Is that yeah, that
0: Gregorius? Yeah,
1: Gregorius. Who you just picked up? Um, who's supposed to be? He's he's great defensively and. I'll talk more about the middles in a, in a hot second here. But uh, I, I, I honestly think that considering a to play short it's so stupid. Yeah, that would The Yankees have Yankee had a successful year in God knows how long. And a was a big issue of that. And now you're weaning out Jeter, who wasn't helping the team as much as I love Derek Jeter. He's getting old. Didn't have a great year last year. Um, they're trying to rebuild and get back to having a, a, to be the top of the league. Um, and they lost out on Mancada and now they're, trying, they're going to try to fill that hole. But if A-Rod... a going to be a distraction. I really think so. And A-Rod's going to be a huge distraction. And it's a matter of if they can get him to shut up throughout the entire season and during the spring. I think he's going to come in the spring and do his work, but if he gets to the end of the season and isn't playing, how much can he hold, How much can he bite his tongue? It's A-Rod, let's be honest. Can he really bite his tongue the entire year if he's not playing?
0: Probably not. I'm not saying that.
1: It's just not possible. He's too much of a diva. He cares too much about himself and it's just a matter of i just don't feel like he's a big he's not really a threat anymore to me because he's probably flushed all the steroids out of his body that he could possibly have he'll
0: probably still find a way to
1: do them (laughs) he will but it won't be as effective hopefully not it won't be they'll be testing him every time he walks to the door
0: yeah but that's basically what they did before and he still managed to get around it with anthony bosch i don't know True. He just seems to find a way, which is not good.
1: No, but either way, the Yankees aren't going to be that good this year, so...
0: No, I, mean, uh, I saw a quote from somebody, though. I can't remember who it was. I saw it yesterday, but somebody was like, I know A-Rod well, and he's very sensitive, and it, the, the booing and the hate's really going to get to him, but he's going to have to deal with it. I was
1: like, wow. <laughs> that's awful. Oh, poor oh, A-Rod. Uh, yeah, right. A-Rod's going to get cr- so much crap this year. It's not even funny. Oh. And I love it. I love every second of it.
0: I hate this. going to be at Adam. It's going to be out of this world. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I despise Alex Rodriguez, and every, I'll say it every, every time we talk everybody about Everybody does. Him. Oh, yeah, and I'll say it every time we talk about it. Like, I'm so happy he's not here.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Just because the massacre that could have been happened here um, is, it would have just been awful. But the Yankees are in, in a bit of a, a a pickle this year, and look, A-Rod's a big issue with that. We know that. He's going to be a huge distraction. He hasn't played in a year. He's probably not going to play well. He's not going to hit these 40 home runs. He's going to hit, like, 20, maybe. I'm, I'm over. I'm cool with setting the over under at 50. How about
0: five and not breaking bully bases?
1: Over under five home runs. See what happens. <laughs> under. See where we set that line. Two. <laughs> if you took the under and you were right, well, you'd make some serious cash on that. Right. But um, he's not gonna hit more than 20 home runs this year. And the Red Sox are trying. I mean, not the Red Sox. Oh yeah, the Red Sox are trying to win. But the Yankees are trying to win, and they're trying to put together a decent lineup here. And you just you lost out on potentially getting John Lester if you were ever in that conversation. You didn't go out and get Max Scherzer like everyone thought you would. Um, Steinbrenner is, Jr. is refusing to pay money, so they lost out on Moncada for some reason. I guarantee you George, George Sr. is rolling over in his grave at that one. Oh, yeah. cause he would have gave him like $40 million if he had to. Um, there's a lot to talk about this Yankees team. Obviously, we all want the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry to be there, but it's just not anymore. And they both have to be good for that to happen. Red Sox are going to be good this year. The Yankees aren't. Um, obviously, you lose Jeter, which isn't a huge loss talent-wise, but it is in the clubhouse. Um, I think the biggest acquisition they had this year was I think Gregorius because you could potentially keep him for the future, and Andrew Miller for that bullpen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because Andrew, we saw, we all know Andrew Miller. He pitched phenomenal here. He went to Baltimore and helped them get to the ALCS and almost won a world, almost get to the World Series, but.
0: Hey, what, that he's going
1: <laughs> No, I mean he, they did get swept, but like yeah. they got him to the, the Orioles, the ALCS, which never happens. That that so that's not that shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Um, so they're obviously gonna take a step back because I mean think about who they lost. They lost a decent amount of people, so the Orioles are obviously and they lost Miller, but the Yankees, they're they're not, look who they lost. They lost. They lost Shane Green, they lost Derek Jeter, they lost Kurodo, they lost Brandon McCarthy, they lost David Phelps, Martin Prado, David Robinson, Ichiro.
0: Wow, yeah, they did lose a lot of people.
1: They lost all their lineup, their entire lineup. Uh, Ichiro wasn't obviously great last year. 143 games, hit two eighty four. That's not bad for a especially because he's an average guy. Um, David Robinson, 4 for 5 last year with a 44 saves, went 39 for 44. Where's he closing now? Detroit? Um,
0: No, definitely not Detroit. I got it. Hold on.
1: Okay, you looked that up. Uh, Martin Prado, Chicago. You lost Chicago. That's what it is. White he's line. going. Up in, he's going to pitch in close to the White Sox, who should be good this year. Decent. You lose Brandon McCarthy. You lose his seven wins from last year. Um, David Phelps. You lose his seventeen starts. He went five and five last year. Um, obviously, you lose Jeter. You lose Coroto in thirty-two games. He went eleven and nine. You're, you're you're basically banking on Tanaka to be solid, which you don't know because he, he, he hasn't had a full year because he was hurt last year. But he's claiming to have no discomfort. He hasn't thrown too much. Um, and then you're banking on a fat slob of CeCe Sabathia to pitch.
0: Well, that's the thing. They're, they're banking so heavily on Sabathia, Tanaka, and Pineda, who were all hurt mm-hmm. for parts of last year. And Can you really rely on any of them? Tough, tough, yep. tough, tough.
1: No, I, I agree. So it's going to be a tough situation for them. And I, I honestly think that it's going to be a struggle for them to even come close to competing at all this year, to get in the playoffs. Um, for me, I think the biggest. I think the biggest wild card for them this year, and this is, I'm going to give you two because one's like a side note. My f- actual wild card for them this year, I have to say honestly, is Aaron. Because if he, as much as I don't want to talk about him, if he shows up and plays and shuts his mouth, he could do pretty good things to this team. Still, I think there's still something there. He's going He just has to learn how to kind of. Team is swing less for power, more for average, and be that, be a solid guy at the plate. And I think he's a big wild card. If he because if he goes down and falls hit, and hits rock bottom, then this team's gonna go with him. So I think this team's kind of led by where he goes. Um, my one A guy is Andrew Bailey because they signed him to a minor league deal, <laughs> and uh, he could potentially be, be something. But uh, that's why I went to Arod first because Arod's more of a wild card. Um, Andrew Bailey though did sign a minor league deal to the, to the Yankees, and who knows what who knows what'll happen. But um my mvp this year i i kind of have to give it to um tanaka by default <laughs> just because there's no one else on the team i can really think of who'd be that good um cc could also be a wild card but like i, I just don't think there's anyone on this team who's actually good not to be an mvp except for tanaka maybe andrew miller but that that preseason i can't call that so yeah no i have the yankees finishing um Wait, where did I... I, No, I have them finishing fourth. Yeah, that's what what I thought. I can't remember where I put people. Um, Yeah, no, I have them finishing fourth, and for good reason. They're just not going to be good.
0: Well, I think...
1: I'm going
0: to go completely different from you. I like it. I
1: like it. This is good. Keep it going.
0: So, I got two kind of wild cards, like most important players in the team. I'll say, I don't think one over the other, but my first one's going to be Jacoby Ellsbury, because... If he can be what he's been in the past, like what he was for the Red Sox in their championship year two years ago, if yeah. he can be that good, then that could make a significant difference for their team. If He's leading off and hits like thirty, twenty-five, thirty home runs and steals like thirty, forty bases and hits over three hundred. Like that's something that that would be huge.
1: Which I think he should. Hit, I think he should hit second.
0: Second, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, either way, top of the order. Either way, which...
1: He should be top two. for. Oh, for sure. He should be top two.
0: Which makes me think that if I have to pick an MVP for them, if he can do that, I'm going him. Yeah. I also like him, because clearly he's with the Red Sox for quite a while, but yeah, no. he can make a big difference for him if that's the case. My other wild card is totally Dylan Patances, because <laughs> I don't think it was smart to make him the closer.
1: Who would you have rather made the closer?
0: I don't know, keep Robertson maybe. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, they should have. I mean, they should have kept Robertson.
0: But they shouldn't have let him go. Not having him, I don't really know. I guess it kind of becomes him by default. But I think it's a poor idea because he was such a good setup guy. I don't know if he could have like a, a barred type effect where he just falls apart switching positions or 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 what. I I don't know. I think he just had such an outstanding year that. I think he might come back to Earth, and I think that could cost them big time at the end of games. If he's nice to closing, and he's not quite as good as he was last year, I think it could be a disaster for them closing games. If he's as good as he was, it will be huge because they'll have a lockdown closer at the end of the game if they have some close games because their offense isn't very good or whatever. See,
1: so I'm telling you, Andrew Bailey, closer to the future for the Yankees by <laughs> wild, wild card one A. Yeah,
0: he'll come in and pitch like five games and do on the DL for the rest of the year.
1: That's fine. Come in here, come to Fenway, and let the Red Sox blow him up a little bit. Yeah,
0: exactly. So those are my those are my uh, my big ones, and I guess the other one I'm just kind of thinking of is Mark Teixeira because obviously he's been great in the past, but he's getting older and he's injury prone. and That's the thing with their team is they're relying on a lot of guys who are a little older, like Teixeira and Beltran and Ellsbury and Drew
1: and McCann, <laughs> Arod. Yeah, can, can, Teixeira be the, can Teixeira be that guy though? I don't think he can. Not I don't think sport. he's. I don't think he has the pop anymore. Obviously, it helps that he's playing in a wiffle ball stadium, but <laughs> I just don't think he has the pop anymore. I think he'd have to become more of a contact hitter to really have an
0: impact. Yeah, I don't really think he has either, which is why I'm kind of intrigued by him because if he does what he's what he's been capable of in the past, it'll be huge for them. But if he's not, then it'll just be kind of another average player. So yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I'm picking them to be fifth because by default of what I have picked for other teams, so I'm I'm going to pick them dead last. pick to be last. Could definitely be the Rays. It could definitely be either of them. It's kind of a toss-up, but I don't know. I see they have potential to be good if if things work together, but we haven't really been given much of a reason to think that things will work for them.
1: No, no, not at all. All right. So you have them finishing last. Mm-hmm. I have the Yankees finishing fourth. So if you go back and listen to the other episodes, folks, you can figure it out on your own. But until then, next week we'll give you we'll preview the Red Sox next week because we're going to save the best for last. Obviously, come on. We're, na- we're named after the damn team, the show. Right. So we're going we're gonna to talk about them last. Uh, we'll give you our actual – we'll run down what we both said, our prediction full out for the entire AL East. If you can't keep track, we barely can keep track of so If we can
0: remember, we're <laughs> happy. <out> <laughs> uh,
1: we might have to go back and listen to a few episodes. It happens. Yeah. Um, either way, we'll finish the segment next week. Um, uh, if you're starting fancy baseball situation stuff, we might talk about – I'm going to get into that next week as well. We're going to start doing some stuff for fantasy baseball stuff as well. We're going to start doing fantasy segment all season, once a week, just as much as this podcast is. So stay tuned. Got some good insight for you. Just get your uh, fantasy cap on.
0: Yeah, I I actually am going to do it. I haven't done fantasy baseball in a number of years, but I'm actually going to.
1: We're going to get going. We're going to talk fantasy. So we're going to do that once a week. That's a new segment we're adding as well. I'm still working on the second show thing, figuring that out. Um, We will do two fantasy segments if we have two shows a week. We'll keep it coming. Keep the information flowing. Um, but, yeah. So, again, don't forget, the show, of course, was brought to you by lynda.com. Our great friends at lynda.com. Uh, free 10-day trial if you go to lynda.com backslash clns. Don't forget, it's L with a, Linda with a Y, not not. Not your typical L-Y. Linda. Not your typical Linda, lynda.com, man. <laughs> great stuff to go to. Jess, I know Jess, Jess appreciates the website. I do, too. It's great stuff. Uh, yeah, it really is. Go to lynda.com backslash clns learn a bunch of things. 4,500 courses and counting, new, new course added every week, taught by professional experts, anything from web development, photography, visual design, and business, um, also software training. Obviously, if you don't know how to use Excel, WordPress, Photoshop even, I learned how to use Photoshop on that site. So go for it. Learn how to use it. Go out and get your free 10-day trial. Completely free. We're giving it to you just because you're awesome and you listen to us. And our good friends at LearnIt.com have partnered with us. So go and take advantage of it. Free 10-day trial. Um, if you want to learn stuff, it's a place to go. No it's a great place it. to go. Jess, Jess wouldn't lie to you. I wouldn't either. No, I don't lie We don't lie on this show. <laughs> We're not about that. So uh, go on and check it out. That being said, that's, that's another week, man. We're going to wrap it up there. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Lots that. to talk about. Um, anything breaking, of course, we'll get to you on the written coverage as well. So stay tuned for CELNUS Radio. Anything C L S Radio. Um, again, don't, also don't forget to go and check us out on the mobile app. Go, go uh, rate us and review us on iTunes and Stitcher, of course, as always. Uh, the links for those, www.conusradio.com backslash RSB Stitcher or rsbitunes. Um, I'll, I'll tweet them out religiously anyway. So uh, go on and rate us, review us, subscribe us, share us. Do whatever you can to get our word out. We're trying to get our listens up. Thank you, of course, for all you loyal listeners for staying tuned. Um, until next week, Jess, have a great week. I will see you at work tomorrow. But besides that, <laughs> uh, have a great week, Jess. We'll talk to you next week here on Red Sox Beat
0: already looking forward to it all
1: right everyone stay tuned enjoy spring training full workout start soon um and until then you all enjoy the snow